When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to once again, another episode of Silo by Story Archives, the official number one Silo podcast in the world. I am your host, Mario Busto, alongside Zachary Newton, your other host. Welcome back. We're back, y'all, with another mailbag episode. I was going to say this is the final mailbag episode, but as long as you guys keep sending them, we'll keep making them. So, and we have a lot to go through. I think we have like over 40 emails to go through today. So So this is going to be a long episode potentially longer than a deep dive so if you're you know if you're sad all weekend you're like man i really couldn't quit this silo cold turkey like this well this should be able to get you through um yeah yeah, zach i think that's uh that's about right that's about right this this is probably going to be the last mailbag of the first season of silo but i definitely think that we'll be doing more of these as people send in emails and there has there really has been a lot so we love it thank you send some more Maybe send some more about Foundation once you start watching that. Yeah. And we can, we can put some mailbag episodes on for Foundation. Zach, do you believe in karma? Eh, sometimes it feels like it should be something to be believed in. You know, when I go on YouTube sometimes on other people's channels, I'll, I'll see a comment at the top because I'm like, man, I'm so tired of this spiel going on at the top here. Uh, can somebody just find where I can skip to on mm-hmm. this episode where the good stuff starts? Well, we're officially getting those comments, Zach, but yeah. <laughs> on the exact portion of the show that I'm going to say right now, which is our housekeeping duty here. So here we go. Y'all, if you enjoyed our silo series, we are also doing or continuing our foundation season one coverage with episodes seven and eight this week. And we're also going to try to squeeze in Black Mirror season six, episode three, which features Aaron Paul from our beloved Breaking Bad and also Zach's doppelganger. Yeah. Um, back from his beanie wearing emo days. Uh, hey man, listen, I used to get that all the time. Every time I was around in Boca, going into Whole Foods everywhere. It was just like, is that, are you, do, have you watched Breaking Bad? Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, I'm like, yeah, but I'm not Aaron Paul. It's like, dang it. See, you know, after a while it gets a little sad, but. It does. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to tune into the foundation series, we are excited for, I think it's next week already, our season two premiere of foundation which is going to be on july 14th the trailer looks incredible and i've had several people come up to me and say well not come up to me but virtually come up to me and say hey i'm so glad you mentioned foundation we're going to get into it i love the first episode hey i was watching foundation and i was looking for a podcast well you're in luck because foundation season two is here and it's here to give you your sci-fi theoretical philosophizing 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 i don't know we'll go with it we'll run Uh, with it fix that you need in between your silo seasons and whatever other content we're cranking out here on the Soapbox Network. So anyways, tune into that and also subscribe to our newsletter, which you can find in the description in the show links and support <laughs> that the show. totally backwards. You can find the link in the description below. Yeah, I'm all over the place. Okay. And also support the show if you are so 
kindly willing to do so. You know what it is, is that I'm distracted because I have about 45 emails open on my left-hand side. And all of the windows are judging me as I <laughs> as I do this. But enough of that. Now the guy who does the skip comments and the YouTube thing can do his, his job in there. So thank you for that, though. That actually is a service to the community. I used it today, actually. Yeah, we had some really interesting comments on YouTube. Thank you guys for tuning out, uh, turning out to the premiere of our finale deep dive episode. Great turnout. I was engaging with you all in the chat. And we also got some interesting comments. We have somebody in the community out there who wants to um, come up with a name for the Soapbox Silo fans and also wants to organize some sort of, I can't even describe it. I have to, I have to reference the, the thing, but he wants like some sort of bridge of community on social media with, oh, with, the, with the community there. So thank you for that tuning in. Cool. And if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, do so. And if you're out there listening amongst the 40-ish percent of you who listen and love our show every week, but for some reason, don't subscribe because you hold some vendetta against us. Please do so. Subscribe, follow, give us a five-star rating. And uh, thank you all once again for helping us rank number one for Silo. And we hope you'll do the same for us on Foundation if we serve you well with entertaining content. All right, let's continue, Zach. Well, actually, let's, let's begin. Yeah. The mailbag. Starting with a very peculiar one from Teddy. Okay, Zach, you mentioned something about where the hell are the cows in the silo. Well, I did. Teddy has unearthed this very interesting website that I did not know exist called siloresidences.com. This is like a condominium page for anyone who wants to rent in a silo for the, (laughs) I guess, post-apocalyptic age. So we're going to put this in the show description for you all to see for yourself if you're trying to rent a, a condo floor and prepare yourself for the end of humanity. And uh, Teddy pretty much hit a screenshot here because there are clearly cows on a level here and lots of them, Zach. Yeah. I love that they're uh, in, in the, what is that? The additional services section on the site. There's a, there's a lot of amenities in here. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty interesting. You know, if, I still don't think if I had that much money that I would uh, choose to live in, in the silo, but it's neat. Maybe I'd visit one day. Yeah. Well, thank you, Teddy, for that. And if for any of you out there who want to visually see the cows, head on over to siloresidences.com. Apparently, it's an official Apple site, but we can't vouch for that yet. So, yeah. yeah. It'll, it, the, the, we'll put the link in the description as well. Yeah. Okay. On to the next one from Jennifer. All right. All of these are based on the finale, y'all. So, there may be some uh, crossover, but we will do our best to limit the crossover. Jennifer says... So the VR, she kind of has these bullet points with all her points here, observations. So the VR helmet seems to be true. There doesn't seem to be poison in the suit. I think you're wrong, Jennifer. I am still baffled as to how Juliet lives. One theory I have is that since the VR display doesn't match what is right in front of them, they are tripping over unseen rocks and falling. Still doesn't explain what causes them to die. Olsen did seem to have a hard time breathing. Could tripping trigger something? So... When I was watching that last scene in the final episode, you know, mm-hmm. her her little fall, her little trip did look a little odd. Um, but I think what we're betting on is that it was just like tripping over a rock, like, you know, like kind of like stubbing your, your, your foot on something. I don't know that it would really trigger anything per se. Could What's I, your take? Could I um, get a wager back in my favor here? Nah, I don't think so. I already but bought what the you bottle got? for you. So. Yeah, I know you did. The, po- the poison in the room, the, the stuff that sprang them on the way out. An emailer and, or a commenter made a great point. And I think I said this earlier in the season as well. I said, usually you get sprayed on the way in from a, de- uh, from a contaminated zone. You don't get sprayed going out to the contaminated zone. Mm-hmm. Whatever's in that room spraying them 
is meant to seep through the suit. The heat tape prevented that from getting in. That was why he was so certain when she would fall over. It's designed yeah. that they don't make it over that little mound. Every silo has the same mound there. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I, I do think that that's probably where they're getting the poison from, unless it just really happens to be, you know, like a, a massive amount of radiation outside and, and all of that. But um, I, I do think that it's very likely it's coming from that room and they get sprayed. It looks like they get steamed or something in there. I'm not quite sure. Uh, and I do think it definitely, it's the heat tape that traditionally would let that seep into the suit and eventually kill them. Yeah. We also had a couple of comments or more than a couple about Bernard looking like he doesn't know about the 15-foot door that Juliet mentions that yeah. George discovered. There's quite a few of those. I, I'm i on the boat that I don't think he knew about the door. I, I think maybe Bernard is not as all-knowing as we initially thought him to be. What do you think? Uh, I think also his facial expression when he heard about the door showed like somebody who did not know of its existence. Mm-hmm. And so he he responded to it with a platitude, pretty much, of saying, like, the founders left us lots of mysteries, you know? Yeah. I think Sims is now joining Holston Camille Sims and that they are having their own personal doubts about the silo secret. It's interesting to me that you would include Camille in there, which is uh, Sims' wife. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how she's involved in this, but... That would be interesting to me if Sims actually does join the um, the rebellion of sorts. Yeah, I'm not quite sure about what his motives are yet. He's still he's still a mystery, a mystery to me. I feel like Bernard's motives for the most part have been revealed, and we know his uh, his true colors. But there's still this like little questionable thing with Sims, especially with the whole scene that we got with uh, with him and his wife in their apartment and the previous episode episode nine Mm. okay so we have a comment here also asking about what was the significance of the heat tape it's just that martha constructed it better than they do in judicial that's Mm -hmm. i think all we're supposed to take from that scene yeah it helps well in this case and uh juliet's case prevents her from dying immediately and then a question about how much the raiders that sims employs how much they know um initially I thought that they might have known about all the cameras and I, I think some of them do, but I think they're, it's hidden t- from them to s- what extent, similar to like what Bernard does when the Greenland comes on screen, like the green Jane Carmody cleaning footage pops up on screen yeah. and he says, everyone close your eyes. You know that <laughs> I think it's, it's pretty much layers of clearance, like security clearance. And if you don't have yeah. that certain level of security clearance, you can't know everything. Yeah. Thank I you. I agree with that. Thank you. Okay, we got interesting an interesting email from Ryan. Okay, here we go. Big love to y'all. Great podcast. Love the banter. Love the deep dives. Love you, Ryan. Thank Not you. being a book reader, have you heard any chatter about this show being extremely similar and in line with Plato's cave allegory? I'll steal from Wikipedia to simplify. In the allegory of the cave, Plato describes a group of people who have lived chained to the wall of a cave all their lives, facing a blank wall. The people watch shadows projected on the wall from objects passing in front of a fire behind them and give names to the shadows. The shadows are the prisoner's reality, but are not accurate representations of the real world. The shadows represent the fragment of reality that we can normally perceive through our senses, while the objects under the sun represent the true forms of freedom that we can only perceive through reason. 
The philosopher is like a prisoner who is freed from the cave and comes to understand that the shadows on the wall are actually not the direct source of the images seen. A philosopher aims to understand and perceive the higher levels of reality. However, the other inmates of the cave do not even desire to leave their prison, for they know no better life. Not being a book reader, I'll take this only one step further. The philosopher escapes the cave and sees the world for what it truly is. They will by nature want to return and convince the inhabitants of the cave that this world, the world of chains and caves, parentheses, silos, is not real, but it will be to no avail. The philosopher would rather live in the real world than be lied to and chained to the wall. In quotes, I am not afraid. Hmm. That, that really uh, brings in Juliet's line there before mm-hmm. she goes out to clean the, of the I am not afraid. And then he ends it with, yeah. thanks for a great season of deep dives, dot, 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 deeper meaning. And then he leaves a site to the source, which I think we should also include in the show notes, as well as possibly, can you add the link to the free book? It is a free resource for anyone who wants to learn more about Plato's cave allegory out there. And I think it's a nice thing to distribute out there. Thank you, Ryan. That was a very uh, insightful deep dive email and fascinating to me personally. Zach, you actually mentioned this one to me that you had seen this floating around a little bit. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I have seen this quite a bit recently, actually. And, you know, I don't know how similar this really is. I'm not that familiar with, uh, you know, the the cave allegory here, but I know enough of it to be able to see like a lot of the, the similarities uh, between this and, and the show. And, and you and I had talked earlier on in the season about how so many of the people that live in the silo have lived in there for so long like this is normal to them right to go outside could be scary right like it might be something that they they have no interest in this is home this is what they're familiar with and this is what feels safe so i could see a lot of you know similarities from you know specifically like that this bit of uh, you know the cave allegory that we just uh just heard here how about you i think it's interesting from multiple perspectives obviously i think we can see the real world parallels here there's other, you know, there's lots of, how do I put this succinctly? When you seek to learn more, you know, with much wisdom comes much sorrow. That is kind of mm-hmm. like the quote. I think it's the reason you see some of the most intellectual people seem like the some of the people who have suffered the most. Yeah. Because you're choosing, like Ryan put, that you'd rather not be lied to. You'd rather know the truth, even if it's not something that is all you know, fuzzy and sprinkles and rainbows in your ear. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I think it's interesting when you, when we compare it and put it in the show, Bernard has a line in this episode where he goes, I wish I shared your optimism in, mm-hmm. in responding to Juliet saying that people can handle the truth. That yep. kind of goes to this, you know, if the philosopher, he's, he's left the cave, so to speak. Bernard knows what's up out there yeah. for the most part. But he's choosing to do maybe something different and controversial with this information, and he's willing to not live deluded with what's out there, and he's choosing for other people. Then you have the people like Lucas who refuse. They get the information, but they don't want to leave the cave. They don't want to come along. He has an opportunity to run with Juliet. Yeah. He chooses not to. Then you have Juliet who's willing to take it so far as to leave the cave, like with the Holstons and the Allisons. Allison probably being the bravest of all of them, to be honest, uh, Olsen's wife. Yeah. And it's pretty much that. It's, will you choose not to be afraid to actually know the truth and to to go in it? And that, I could totally see it. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if that is a heavy influence Yeah, for this. 
I, I would imagine it is. I mean, again, very similar lines here. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Ryan. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. From Karen in Brazil. Karen's actually like our best poll answer or our uh, Q&A answer on Spotify. Yeah. So shout out, Karen. I love it. And most recently, uh, YouTube. Hello, guys. Awesome episode. My comments. I think Bernard turned the display off not to help her, but to make her come back and tell people that outside wasn't safe. I believe Bernard was not born in the silo. He comes from outside like us, and he was hired for this job. Hmm. I think Bernard's... A lot of Bernard in here. I think Bernard's boss is the government. He lives a normal life outside and every... No, I don't know about this, Karen. <laughs> normal life outside and every day. I was with you up until right here. And every day goes to his work. We saw everybody's house in the silo, but never his. No house, no friends, no family, no past. I think the no family thing is, is a key one here for his position. Yeah. To answer some before we continue with her email. I think it's plausible that he does... All right, so I've heard two things, and I'm kind of convinced more in the latter. I, now, I've been convinced by a commenter I saw out there. Okay. Um, he turns off the display to tell, pretty much to plead for her to come back. Mm-hmm. I don't think he did that for her to come back. In fact, I've been convinced that she did not he did not turn off the display. It mm. was that she went out of range. Like the moment you go over that hill, yeah, you pretty much lose range. It was just the way it was edited made it look like Bernard went and turned off her display. However, it could be that Bernard was alerting other people about it. It's the emergency yeah. key, right? That, that, we still don't know why that key fob blinked red when the hard drive was plugged in, right? That was the theory. Well, when the hard drive is plugged in, it blinks red. But could it be something else? Could it be that there are other Bernards out there, like Karen saying, that are hired for this job? Now, I don't think Karen's right about Bernard living in Pleasantville and driving to the silo every day and just kind of like <laughs> coming into the silo. I don't buy that. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a secret family, like a bunch of like weird little kids, like, you know, like yeah. Bernard, just kind of like quirky and stuff like that. Okay. Like, I think that would be an interesting twist to his character, but I, I do believe he does not have a family. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts? I, I agree. I don't think he has a family, to your point. Whether or not that's a requirement, I don't know if I would say it's a requirement, but it sure helps, right? You know, it helps this, you know, big, heavy burden that you have to keep, right? There's not somebody that's that close to you that you could sort of confide in. Um. As far as did he turn the display off or not, that I don't know, to be honest. I, I've heard so much debate going back and forth about did he turn it off or did she just go out of range? It really was edited to make us think that, that he turned it off. Really was. But it looks like he's being paged and being called with, with the key lighting up. And I, we still don't really know what the deal is with the key. So I, I don't have any more insight beyond what you've mentioned. I do think just kind of as I'm remembering the last scene there, I, I'm questioning was Juliet walking when the display kind of reset to reality or was she standing there? I, I felt like she was kind of standing there just observing the, uh, 
what looked like a, a, a nice green world out there when the when the uh the display went off so i'm not really sure hmm. you think it's possible that the green world is true it is in uh ones and zeros what do you mean <laughs> binary and the computer i know the binary thing what i'm trying to say is i mean i obviously think that the green landscape is false otherwise why the big yeah. reveal you know of all mm-hmm. the silos around them all right, uh, continuing on here, she goes on to question why Sims would be his shadow if he's completely na- naive, unlike Bernard, and then also brings up some interesting thoughts about the mottos or like the taglines on the covers of the books, will, which I will not share at this moment, but if you okay. want to go check that out, you can, because it is pretty telling. However, I will say I got a bunch of YouTube comments today that said, Hugh Howie on several interviews has said that season two will almost completely deviate from the book in many ways. So, um, interesting. Yeah. All right, Karen, thank you. She says, looking forward to next season. We are looking forward to it as well. And join us for the foundation, please. Okay. We've got several emails here. We got three follow-up emails with photos from Jareb, who is, uh, he's a deep diver, 100%. Oh, yeah. I think there should be like, if we ever have a community, there should be a, a role that's called like a deep, instant reactor or deep diver. You get both. <laughs> Which one are you? Yeah. If you send emails of, of like the ones I've just continued reading and Jareb's that I'm about to read, like you get deep diver role in the, mm-hmm. in the Discord. All right. Here we go. Hi, guys. Just finished the episode and listening to you guys as I type this. I know there's a million things to discuss, but I noticed immediately at the at end wraparound of all the side okay i think he's talking about the end shot the end wraparound shot of all the silos that are off in the distance and some sort of towers or antennas or something is this communication towers for the for the bernards in each silo is it additional security just in case someone gets out like juliet did as in is she super screwed unless she makes it back inside somehow will some other entity come track her down so many questions. My buddy and I are saving our chat about this all until 4th of July. Happy 4th of July to all of you out there. Or we can really get into it. Shared the pod with him as well and he started listening. Thank you, Jared. But we appreciate that. That word of mouth is what makes it happen, Zach. Absolutely. I love it. And I think a lot of people do too. So thank you for sharing. We really appreciate Leave it. Leave the silo. Join us in the pod. All right. Keep <laughs> up the great work. Looking forward to continuing with you guys on Foundation. As a book reader for that, I'm excited for where it's going. Oh, he's a book reader for that. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Oh, cool. P.S. Thanks for reading the emails. My boys went bonkers when they heard my name come up on the show. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay. This was something I didn't notice, but this was an email you were jazzed up about, Zach. Yes. Uh, he does. All right. He includes these images, which we obviously can't put in the show notes, but if you want to check it out, go to the one of the last wraparound shots when the camera is f- facing Juliet's right shoulder. Yeah. And you'll see in the very distance, very, very distance, like near the mountains, like the little mountain sides that you see, mm-hmm. you will see antennas at pretty much equal distance at, on a perimeter almost. Yes. Yeah. So I noticed that in when we were watching too. the episode, I did not bring it up because I didn't and I still don't know what it is. I, I have no clue. I don't know. I mean, okay, if they are antennas, right, or some some sort of like 
relay for these signals, then I think that kind of tells me <laughs> that maybe Juliet did not walk out of the, the range of this device, right? Like, I feel like it's just maybe it's the perimeter where they have it mapped out. I have no idea. It would seem to me that Jerob's onto something here. And there's also this wall that goes around mm -hmm. the entire silo community. I would assume this is like some crazy silo community, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. Now, he continues on here where he said he points out the wall and he says that not all the silo camera areas are the same. There's a bunch of rings that don't have a tree straight ahead. Yeah, my, my thought on that is that they probably recorded like separate type of uh, AR footage for all of this for well, each one or close I don't, to. I don't think that's the case. I think it's more like a video game, right? Like I, I think it's like we have this map, like this three-dimensional space that you can walk through. Mm -hmm. So it's not really a video oh, playing. Oh, so they map the whole like, area. Yeah, just imagine having a game where it's like, hey, there's birds that fly by in this area, but if you're in, if you're on some other point in this map, you're going to see the birds coming in from a different direction, right? It's the same birds. I think that's kind of like the, the technical setup. That but it's not here. responsive as a video game, uh, as an open world video game setting would be because every time they need to show the same loop of the birds. It's almost yes. like it's down to a science with whatever kills them, which is why I think it's the gas, that they know mm -hmm. exactly when the gas kills them. Yeah. Because that sequence with the birds and all that crap all happens at the same time, which, by the way, I was holding out a little bit of hope for Holston. He's dead because Jerob also included pictures here and there's two bodies there on the mound. Yeah. All right. Thank it's you, Jerob. Sad. You know, I, I had, uh, well, I'm not, I'm not saying this is reality, but I was thinking for a minute, I'm like, how crazy would it be? if that wall where we see those antennas are like another layer to this thing and it's like outside of that perimeter, everything is green. So I mentioned when I was engaging with the viewers yesterday on our premiere of the deep dive episode, which we will yeah. do some more of for our other series, which that was fun. Um, there's an anime for all the anime nerds out there, such as myself, called Promised Neverland. And I really don't want to spoil it, but it, I will just say this, Zach, hmm. what you said about the walls, and the silos, it just rings with a certain familiarity. Uh, now, I don't think it'll go in the certain direction that that <laughs> show goes. I'm only on season one, or I only finished season one. But it was one of those where I was like, damn it, th that was terrific. Like, it was one of the best anime season ones I've ever seen. You've told me about this show before, but I have not watched it. Yeah, where can we catch that show, though, Mario? You can catch it on Netflix. You can, I think you can, Promise Neverland is on Netflix. You know, there's, you know, that's uh, something if you can get past. I know, like, people think... It's cartoons, 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 but some of the best stories I've, I've watched, there's one of it called Vinland Saga that's on Netflix. Yeah. You want to talk about a damn good story. It takes Vikings that was on History Channel with Ragnar Lothbrok, which I loved for the first couple of seasons, you know, for until a certain point. Um, it does that and world building to a scale that is just incredible, you know. Anyways. Okay. Next email uh, from Karen again. She mentions the same thing I said about the dogs in Carla's apartment. She said, I didn't know they had dogs in the silo. Neither did I. We also didn't see the dogs. So, interesting. Mm -hmm. And then she said, oh, she agrees with me. Okay, the, the gas in the cabin has to be what's killing them. Yeah. I, and I, I think that's most likely the case. Yeah. So, I'll agree. Okay, here we go. Uh, I think first time emailer from Ivan. Thank you, Ivan, for emailing in. Hello. After the season finale of Silo, the first thing I did was search for a podcast to listen to on the train ride to work the morning after. Your podcast is exactly what I was hoping I'd find. Great job, guys. I enjoyed it very much. Back to the finale. Thank you, Ivan, by the way. This is, you know, we make this 
podcast in a way. We also we enjoy doing this first and foremost. Yes. But it comes from a place of speaking for myself. Probably started with Game of Thrones, really, where I was so fascinated with the world of Game of Thrones and I needed to talk theories. I needed to hear people talk about who's gonna win, who is John the son of, what's gonna happen in King's Landing, who should be the, the uh, sitting upon the Iron Throne. What's the deal? You know, I needed that sort of engagement with a podcast. And that's where, you know, Story Archives really kind of derives from that and a combination of of a couple of other shows that inspire me, like um, Inside the Actor Studio. And, uh, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a photographer out there who does an excellent off-camera with Sam Jones, I think is his name. Mm. Uh, just that's a type of show I would love to do in the future as well. But I'm going on a rabbit hole there. But this is for, you know, people like you, Ivan, people like us uh, that want that kind of dialogue on a, on a show like this so yeah all right thank you uh back to the finale regarding heat tape oh he all right he's an electrician Reg- <laughs> so he has something to say about heat tape regarding heat tape as an electrician we use this aluminum foil tape to wrap electrified heat trace wiring around water pipes that are prone to bursting due to extreme drops in temperature i agree with your co-host about juliet turning a little pale once she stepped outside cold temps perhaps looking forward to more from your podcast best wishes Zach, I'm noticing a trend here. Most of yeah. our emails agree with you and, um, yeah. you know. Hey, I mean, I'll take it all day. I like it. I love it. I, it's great. Zach's head um, inflated I like being slightly. right every now and then. Zach's head inflated slightly, which you can see now uh, since we're doing well, video yeah, pods. Yeah, so. yeah you, can't, you can see it. Yeah. I had a nice big grin on my face if, in case you're not watching. Um, okay. All right. So, I did want to touch on something because in the instant reaction, mm-hmm. I had mentioned that towards the very end of the episode, it looked like... Juliet was getting more and more pale, but I noticed on upon rewatch that she looked more pale when that whole display in her headset was turned off, right? And she saw what is Ooh, real yeah. outside, which is not green. Yeah, so you can see like the there is a big shift in her, you know, the, the color in her face. So I don't know if if it's just that, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I still don't know if there is some radiation or something out there that's getting to her slowly over time, but uh, I did want to make that clarification. Great. Okay. Well, to combat your your ego, Zach, uh, okay. the next email here agrees with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> from, yeah, win some, lose some. Yeah, Come on. From, from Peter, I don't think it's outside that is poison. It's the gas that they use when they're about to go out. The bad heat tape has to be porous so they get gassed before they go out. The gas... Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Penetrates the sleeves through the tape. That's why A, no magnification so you can't see the holes, and B, she stumbles at first. She got exposed a little bit, but not enough to kill her, and she starts to get over it. Damn, Peter! Okay. Thank you, Peter. Okay. Mario's got one in the back here. Yeah, yeah. How does that make you feel? Makes me feel good. Good. Makes me feel good. We're on the same page. (laughs) All right. Next one. Next email from Anna. So the heat tape is an interesting concept. The heat tape that Martha made is so much better. It actually seals the suit, which is the opposite of IT. I'm not sure what they did to make it less effective, though. So she switched it through supply and allowed it to be used for Juliet. I think this much is, is pretty much confirmed. 
Yeah. I knew she would get caught and go outside over the hill. The whole silo was really stressed watching her, but she's the first to survive. I also noticed Bernard's face when Juliet mentioned the door. I don't think he honestly knew. Also, Sims was very confused on the statement that she knows. She counted 50 silos in, in the overview, Zach. Did you count more? Uh, so I counted what I believe was around 20 when if, if, if you think of this whole massive uh, perimeter of the, that wall that we saw in the distance, all the silos are placed in the middle. I counted 20, but only looking at like a small sliver of that circle from what I'm assuming is the center uh, or close to the center. So I, I think there's probably a lot more than 50 and we, we're just not seeing them all on camera. Yeah. She also makes a few more comments about the hard drive, um, essentially questioning why Bernard is keeping the hard drive um, on destroyed there's like there's a little dialogue going back and forth some people think that the hard drive is destroyed others think it's not they think it's destroyed because no. it's been exposed i'm of the camp that that scene makes no sense if that hard drive doesn't it still makes exist. no sense yeah I, I completely agree i i don't think the hard drive is destroyed if it was we would not have gotten the scene with bernard looking at the disc yeah okay email from precious glad to hear your instant reaction love the pod like the length of the episode I haven't read the book so i'm excited for the season Interesting how 18 was the silo number. Never crossed my mind. Okay. So she mentioned that when I said in the instant reaction about the city being New York, I was, we were both wrong. I think we both thought it was New York at first, mm -hmm. uh, upon first glance. I thought the city was sprawling further out. Yeah. Uh, not the case. And then she says, George threw himself over the rail. Mind blown emoji. Understandable, but expect unexpected. Looking forward to foundation. We're looking forward to foundation too. I've, I'm catching myself watching the episodes before I'm supposed to. <laughs> because just, you know, a little caveat out there for the show listener, when you prep for these shows, I mean, for Silo, for the new shows, we watch them both twice in order yeah. to prepare properly. The instant reaction is the instant reaction after the first watch. The deep dive requires the second watch where I can, like I have my instant reaction notes, but then I go deeper with the deep dive notes. And then for Foundation, like when we're doing the catch-up series, like we'll watch them once, but I don't like to watch them too far in advance of recording because it just gets... Uh, it's just not as fresh in the mind. Yeah, you you lose all of the little details and pieces that you pick up on. But look, it's a great show, so I don't mind watching it twice. Yeah. Love it. All right. Email from Dan in PA. Great show, guys. I'm enjoying each podcast as a companion to the show. It makes a good experience even better. Oh, no, my bad. I'm reading an older email from Dan. Let's get to his one from Friday. This is a little long, so feel free to cut whatever you want. We're going to read it all, Dan. All right. Let's do it. The end is here. The finale was very well done. They did enough to explain convincingly, cer convincingly certain parts, like the AR display in suits and how high-quality heat tape prevents what I assume is radiation poisoning. They also tease some other mysteries. Bernard clearly doesn't know about the tunnels under the silo. People are very confident about this, Zach. I mean, look, he, he looks surprised. That's all I'm going to say. I do agree with the second point here. It seems that there's some overarching government or council that, he, that Bernard reports to. And they clearly haven't shared all of the info with him. Just like he doesn't share everything with Sims. That's kind of why I agree with him. Mm -hmm. There's levels to this. I think that if the silo got out of control, the government would trigger a failsafe that would wipe out the silo to prevent, ooh, to prevent a bunch of silo 18 residents from walking outside past all of the cameras and other silos, which would create a domino effect of chaos. 
I'll also be, man, the, the parallels in real life are crazy. I'll also be interested to see if Bernard has an independent streak in him. He didn't seem like he enjoyed doing what he had to do. I agree with this also. Team Bernard. And maybe the feeling, <laughs> that's, okay. for Karen, that's for Karen out there, who I think struggles with her, with her uh, secret fandom of Bernard. And maybe the feeling of kept in the dark by his superiors would be enough to push him to search the truth out. I'm also wondering where Jules goes from here. Seems that she can't go back into 18, but it's hard to imagine other silos let her in. I don't know. I think there's going to be like a hippie commune silo out there that just lets her in. It's just yeah. rogue. And it doesn't look like she'll make it for long outside. It could be interesting to see if other silos are like, if they're different because of the effects of the rebellion in 18, or if each was set up in a unique way, like the various vaults in the Fallout video game series. Good, good uh, deep cut there. My one gripe, that's one of my favorite intros to a game. I think it was Fallout 3 or Fallout 4. Is there a Fallout yeah, 4? Yeah. Uh, where like it opens up and you're like sold uh, a slot like in a silo like this, you mm-hmm. would live like in suburban 1950s futuristic neighborhood, and all of a sudden a nuclear thing countdown happens, and you have to rush to the to the bunker with every, the other people. Fallout shelter. My one gripe is the lack of bodies outside of the camera with the cameras. <clears throat> I know that when the series opened, it had been a while since the last cleaning, but there should still be piles of bodies for over 100 years of history, suits, bones. It should look like a, a little like a mass grave. This is either a little bit of laziness and or an oversight, or there's some secretive in-world method for removing bodies that will add to the world building. Not a deal breaker, but I'm hoping it's not an unforced error on their part. One final note, I came across this image on Reddit showing a comparison of the city skyline with Atlanta. It's not a carbon copy, but it's pretty close. That doesn't really explain the mountains that we see, though. True. I'll miss having this show every week. I may spoil future seasons for myself and start the book series between now and season two, which is rumored to be in December of next year. Great work this season. I'm looking forward to following along with Foundation season two. Pleasure having you along for the ride, Dan. And I agree with you. I may actually read these books before between the seasons, but if I do what I did last time, eh, we'll see. <laughs> Good luck, Mario. I might try to pick up like the audio book uh, myself. You know, if, if we are going to deviate from the book series... I mean, hey, why kinda, not? Uh, why not enjoy two different, uh, two different storylines? I kind of like not knowing and being able to just theorize. At first, I, that's how I wanted to approach this this pod, but then I just like not knowing and being along for the ride with everyone else in a way. If if you know, it's it's kind of boring to have the conversation. It's just like, yeah, this it's happens. It's like, it's like I'd rather think about yeah. it and be like, yeah, but what if this? But what if that? Like, yeah, it's like, so much more fun. I'm a diehard Harry Potter fan, as you know, Zach. I've been a diehard yeah. my whole life, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I've read each book multiple times. And when I would go into the films, I would know, I would be critiquing the director the whole time. I'm like, oh, I would do this, I would do that, you know, yeah, this, you know, I could understand why they cut this out. Dumbledore you know, wouldn't say that. Yeah, Dumbledore's lying in the Goblet of Fire <laughs> d- destroys me every time I see Michael Gammon was a horrible Dumbledore. Um, just, he didn't read the books, period. Anyways, um, yeah, and then they cut out Dumbledore's funeral, whatever, rabbit hole. Uh, I agree with your comment, Dan, about Atlanta being the city in there. We were wrong about New York. But to your point, it does not explain the mountains. You know what mountains kind of look like that? Hmm. I was in Albuquerque and it kind of had the same vibe. Hmm. But Albuquerque, like, it's hard to explain. When you're, com- when you're driving from Arizona to Albuquerque, yeah. You're heading east. Albuquerque is it's beautiful. It's like a city in dark, like in pure darkness. You're coming from uh, from Arizona, and it's just this city of lights that you have to drive into, down into. 
mm-hmm. even though it's upward, it's high elevation. You still have to d- drive down into it. It's beautiful. So I would wonder, like, if it would look exactly like this from this view. It just, I don't know. But the mountains remind me of it because of how arid it looks. But I don't yeah. think that has much to do with it because of how um, the world is so dead and desolate. Mm. I I still feel like it's got to be Georgia, honestly. I mean, like, what would be the significance of the peach? I agree. In the startup sequence. And the like, Georgia travel guide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, it's too much. Yeah. Next episode from Scott. Scott O. Hey, guys. So, I was half right. The visor was showing a false image, which a lot of people have already guessed. But I was wrong about the connect- conditions beyond the berm. The I berm? think it's like the ridge, right? Like the ridge where the tree is. Is that what a berm is? Okay. I think so. Let me do a quick uh, Google search, sir. Uh, it's a wasteland, and I can see why Sims and Bernard were so worried. <clears throat> I don't it's know a flat so. strip of raised grass or a terrace bordering a river or canal. There's Path of grass, there. strip, side of road. Interesting. If whatever bug gets into the silo, it could be curtains for silo 18. Another reason is that the controllers above Bernard at silo 1 may destroy silo 18, probably by pancaking it if there's a chance of the residents endangering the rest of the other silos we saw. My best guess in the next season for Nichols is that she makes for another silo and tries to get in. The character's not done yet and we will be treated to another set of residents if she gets in. Congrats for being the bed pot... Look, I can't speak. Congrats (laughs) for being the best podcast for Silo. I will listen to your rundowns of Foundation when that starts. However, they should not really call it Foundation since they veered off the book since the first few episodes. It now bears absolutely no resemblance to the book series except for some names. I'm really more interested in the next season of For All Mankind. I hope you will consider a podcast for that one too. Cheers. Um, okay. I want to talk about something with Bernard. because Scott mentions that the fail-safe theory here, right? That there mm-hmm. are powers that be that are above Bernard, which like my comment about Sims that he's acting like a guy with a boss, Bernard is too acting like a guy with a boss. Yeah. However... Bernard also seems to value the tens of thousands of lives that are in the silo or that the silo represents, right? Mm-hmm. What if his bosses say, hey, old Bernard boy, we're going to flatten your silo because you failed as a manager. You think Bernard will go rogue and try to save the people? Hmm. I mean, if he doesn't... Doesn't that kind of mean certain death for him? If they're yes. going to just yes, destroy it means everything, he's dying he's, too. He's going to die. Yes. So, yes. yeah, I would. I, I mean, if I were him, I would. Yeah, I'd be like, self-preservation, let's do this. Let me ask you another. Uh, I guess, in my opinion, Bernard has to know about the existence of the other silos. Has I to. I think so. I, f- I feel like like he's the captain of the ship, of, of the silo, right? But there's a bunch of other captains and then somebody's got to manage all of these people, right? Like, I... I, I would imagine that would be the case. Mm. No, the the other thing I don't know though is, you know, is each silo unique, right? Like we could have some silos that, I don't know, maybe the population died off, something happened, who knows? Mm. Maybe there's like a different culture in each, every little, little silo because they all have their own unique storyline or timeline, their own history at this point. I feel like if they knew all of the silos were connected, like, that seems like such a such a difficult piece of knowledge to like squash out of people, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, he could know. Agreed. If 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 I were him, I or well maybe not if I were him, 
I'm going to assume he knows. I want to talk about the foundation point. I learned recently that foundation has deviated completely from the books almost. Like they've even swapped the genders of, um, I was told that they swapped the genders of Gale and Salvor. Yeah. And from then to there, they also did this thing with the genetic dynasty of Cleon that they created for the show, which I, every book reader, I mean, Scott was a little bit um, down on that. But I also heard the opposite side too, where somebody was really excited because they said that those devices, specifically the the Emperor One and a couple of the other devices that they're using in the show, mm-hmm. like making Harry Seldon a bigger character, make the show far more entertaining. Yeah. And and it focuses more on the people than while the book does more of a zoomed out view, according to somebody I spoke to. So um seems like it seems like Apple has a deal. I mean, obviously not with um Isaac Asimov. I think Isaac Asimov passed away, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, right? Did I not? Did I just prematurely kill Isaac Asimov? There's no way he's alive. I'm pretty I sure I know think... this already. Where's Jimmy? Jimmy, Jimmy's taking a day off, man. He died in 1992. Yeah, so he's he's been dead for a little while. Okay, just a little bit, just about 30 years. Um, yeah. So it seems like they're taking the show in a good direction. They look. I mean, it, it has me hooked in, man. Hooked, hooked in, and also for all mankind. Great couple of first seasons. First two are great. I agree. Then we won't get into it. Maybe we'll do like a a recap of For All Mankind. Zach is the one who got me into For All Mankind and it hooked me in. But there's two particular storylines in For All Mankind. Three. No, no, two. That I hate so much (laughs) that I could do an entire episode talking crap about it. And maybe we will. I hate it so much. It it destroyed what I thought was one of the better shows on Apple TV. I I remember what is one of those for you. I'm not going to bring it up. But um, no, I mean, honestly, like it is a really interesting show for anybody that has been thinking about watching it. I think the first two seasons were great and then it starts to to trail off a little bit. I am excited for the next next season. I want to know what happens next. Uh, Hopefully Um, it's the last one. Yeah, but it's got to come to an end. Yeah. Next email from Deborah. Hi guys. Great podcast. I'm a big fan of the silo pod. You mentioned on the quick reaction pod that you guys thought the skyline outside looked like New York city, but a post on Reddit shows the comparison with the Atlanta skyline. We should put this Reddit post in the show notes too. Uh, which would also make sense as the relic book was a Georgia travel guide. We agree. I agree uh, on that. Also a mm-hmm. lot of people on the silo subreddit theorized that Bernard ran into the server room to call his boss. If he has one, or maybe the other silos to tell him that a cleaner walked over the hill and that the reason the VR in Jules' home has stopped is either because she walked out of range or it's on a time or loop since no one else lives past three minutes. Thanks. Keep up the great work. Thanks for the email, Deborah. Hmm. I haven't thought about the uh, like time limit on the, on the loop, but maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I still think Bernard shut it off. That's going to be my, uh, my guess. Hopefully, I'll find out next season. Yeah. Okay. Email from Bruce. Here we go. Hello, Mario. Yes, I'm a big Lost fan, and there are some of us who are passionate about it. Okay, I made a comment <laughs> about the the Lost fans. I'm a big Lost fan, guys. Just because I make fun of the polar bear, it's like it's like making fun of a sibling. Like only you can do it, but no one else can. I can make fun of the polar bear. Bruce actually was not. We were having a different conversation about something else, but but it was interesting. He said, "I'm a big Lost fan, and there are some of us who are passionate about it." I don't mind if you make fun of it. I get that many people were not satisfied with the ending. Um, I still use a meme of Jack 
um, from Lost when he goes, we got to go back. I love that scene. <laughs> I love. There's so many epic scenes in Lost. I, I would recommend yeah. it for people out there. However, that was like the old format of shows where there would be 20 episodes in a season. Mm-hmm. I think if Lost was allowed to be remade into a 10 episode season show, we would have to wait like another 20 or 30 years for everyone to forget about it. But nowadays shows, there's a reason why they don't go 20 episodes a season. It's because you get those dragged out filler storylines, you know? Yeah. Um, where there's no need for that. That just means season two, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I've liked a lot of like the Apple shows because they've been shorter seasons recently. Yeah. Oh, speaking so. of which, I want to give a recommendation to Hijack on oh, uh, featuring Idris Elba as the lead actor. And they're just premiered last week. Actually, episode three will be tomorrow. We're actually, I would like to do maybe a one or two episode season recap on Hijack because um, it's been a really fun watch. So I started watching it this weekend. If you like, uh 24 i think you'll like this show it reminded me a lot of 24 but it's it's very very entertaining to watch continuing the email um gee seems a lot like game of thrones the bad ending oh yeah for me the early seasons were amazing i was impressed with two things its first season won the emmy for outstanding drama very few shows can say that and it aired 121 episodes getting back to silo I have not yet watched the season one finale, so keep that in mind with these comments. Okay, he's probably watched it by now. When I saw the key fob with 18 on it in episode nine, I believed it to be a tracking device for the hard drive. When we saw it, when we saw it blinking, the drive was being accessed. When it wasn't blinking, Juliet had unplugged it. I did not make the connection with this being silo number 18. It makes sense though, and kudos to you and Zach for making that leap. It occurred to me sometime between my original email and this one that maybe the gas inside the suit or in the airlock is not deadly. Wrong, Bruce. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> it merely renders the person going outside, ooh, unconscious. Once they collapse on the hill and the screen image is no longer showing them, someone from the other side of the hill comes over and takes them away. They later awaken in another place relatively unharmed. That would explain why there's no bodies outside. And uh, think about it. Hold on. Let's think about this for two seconds. Who's a better example than the sheriff and his wife as to the reason to not go outside? To put on the screen. Maybe the mayor. Jesus, Zach, just go with <laughs> me here, man. Yeah, no, I got you. Go for it. Like, these people who are in high authority, you know, mm-hmm. to go out there to and be dead on the hill. I, yeah. I agree with, with the earlier email where it says, where are the other bodies out there? There at least should be the scraps of the suits out there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a, like, not enough time has passed to, for it to be disintegrated into nothing, you know? Yeah. So, you know, what What gives? Could it be that they are actually alive and that that's a programmed image of those bodies? I don't think so. I don't think it's a programmed image of the bodies. I mean, we saw Juliet place the badge on Holston. I, like, they're you th- dead. You think you saw it? I. Uh, okay. Unless this is like uh, Inception, you just got layers and layers of dreams going on in here. Uh, no, I, I really do think that Holston and, and Allison are dead. As to where the bodies are, it is a good question. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think one person went out to clean every year. I mean, there was a couple years between Allison and Holston going out. 
And before that, you know, they were making note that, hey, it's been a long time, yeah. right? I also know that at the beginning of the season, you do see a few bodies. Like they are kind of like scattered in different places. They're not all going towards that tree to go over that specific hill uh, or part of that hill. So maybe they're just kind of spread out all over the place. Well, we That's saw a, a whole zoomed out view of the circles. I didn't see any bodies aside from Holston's and Allison's. I didn't look super close. Yeah. Uh, continuing, it, uh, I will stop my rewatch of Lost and switch over to the rewatch of Foundation Season 1 and begin listening to your podcast episodes. I expect the same high level of quality and entertainment value that you have brought to Silo. See you on the other side, brother. Lost quote. I like the lost quote from Desmond there. Thank you, Bruce. Um, and thank you for joining us on Foundation Season 1. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Funny start to the next email. From uh, Willon. <clears throat> hey, Mario and Zachary. Writing from Las Vegas, where it currently feels as toxic as going outside most likely feels. <laughs> I don't know if that means it's literally toxic. Maybe he's hungover. Who knows? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, first off, I must say that it's really good to watch this amazing show alongside you guys. Every time I watch an episode, I wait for your instant reaction to see how like-minded we were with what was going on in the silo. Thank you. I love that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Now about the season finale. I thought it was interesting how dejected Billings looked throughout the whole episode. I was really hoping that he would do something amazing or fantastic with that page that he ripped out in episode nine. But of course we were disappointed. One glaring thing to me was how he looked during, I, how he looked during, I really don't see what, how he looked. I'm assuming he's talking, uh, talking about the scene or she's talking about the scene uh, about, um, when he's hugging his wife. Yeah. Where he looks so disappointed, you know? Yeah. What did you think about Billings in that scene? I think he's partially relieved that he's not, you know, getting kicked out of his position. I mean, he has worked his whole life to get here. So I think, I think deep down he knows that Sims has a lot of leverage at this point. And he's he's gonna have to succumb to to Sims's will. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned also that pretty much that spot on with what you just said. It's not he's not scot free. He he yeah. has a, a carrot being dangled in front of him, pretty much like, hey, you're promoted, but as a pawn because we know about your syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I would be surprised if remember he says to his wife that he got an exemption. Maybe yeah. it's an exemption in quotes, you know. Exemption. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's exempt for now while he's useful. He go, continues to go on to say, I mean, Willen continues to go on to say, um, he was hoping he'd start a revolution, have momentum to start something. Uh, one thing I know we can agree on is that Billing's wife would not be ready to hear anything about the relic he found. 100% there, Willen. Mm -hmm. I agree with you, sir. Once again, I really en I'm really enjoying the podcast. Keep it up and just know that for this long wait for season two, you won't be alone. Thank you. Thank you. We'll all be in there in our silos together waiting for season <laughs> two. Uh, I agree with Billings. I think this Billings thing is like a giant setup, right? Because, you know, that's what they do at the end of a, a series. You got to yep. check in with everybody, all your main chess players, all your pieces on the board and see where they end up, right? So, in this episode, we get Juliet walking away. We get Bernard freaking out, going to his little room either to turn off the displays, which I think we're all kind of past the displays being turned off now. I think at least personally, I think he wants to go contact his higher-ups because uh, the shit has officially hit the fan. Uh, <laughs> and Sims is kind of both in the dark. Like, everything's up in the air for Sims. He was going to get promoted. 
to be the shadow. But now with Juliet alive, and Bernard probably all up in his feelings, thinking about what's going to happen to him and to the silo itself. Uh, maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe it's like what we talked about with the with the boss who says, "Hey, uh, you know." That raise we talked about, <laughs> come on into the office tomorrow. And then he looks at the reports of revenue and he says, hey, uh, that it's meeting cool. I talked about, <laughs> hey, let's push that next week. A lunch just came up. Anyways, uh, thank you, Willan, for uh, the email. On to the next one. From Eleni. Here we go. <clears throat> Hi, guys. Second time emailing and I love your commentary. I have book knowledge, but I'm going to decide... It is not a spoiler to say that the heat tape replacement from the down deep is what saved Juliet's life. I think it's safe to say that as well. I would agree. In the books, the heat tape is described as being everywhere there is a joint in the suit, ankles, wrists, throat, hips, etc., which makes it way more clear that anything in the suit from the outside will kill her once she figures out the display she's shown is fake. I still think the gas in the room is the thing, but... Uh, well, the gas in the room could still be the thing, but I think it's, it's the poor heat tape that causes these people to die or allows these people to die is the way i put it before walker didn't know for sure the heat tape from the down deep sent up from supply would save her but she has the epiphany that the it tape is shit and asks why <laughs> so why not test the theory that it parentheses bernard only knows anyone who goes outside dies almost immediately hmm? and she was proven right or is juliet just dead right over the dead right over the hill Walker has no clue. This is true. Walker has no clue what happens to Juliet once she That's goes past that hill. Very true. But the gasp and the nervous energy of that scene, they captured so well of the silo because all these people are like throwing coins around, betting on when she's going to die. Yeah. And then it's like, what? <laughs> it's like Farther if than anyone's ever made it. Dude, it's like if you're watching like a freaking presidential speech and all of a sudden you see like a UFO land on the White House. You're like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways. Um, Walker has no clue but does know this is the first time in her lifetime that someone's made it over that's what the creepy part is the unknown is creepy yeah yeah. the reveal of the display in the suit is also so much better in the book not sure if listeners are yourself we won't read this next part yeah some of these shows are completely different <clears throat> she goes on to say that the 18 key fob is not in the books and that's what we'll leave off with. Thank you, Len. <laughs> Appreciate it. Next email from Tammy. Hi, Mario. Hi, Zachary. I am very much enjoying your shallow discussions and find you both insightful and entertaining, but Mario a little bit more. Oh, she did not say that. <laughs> Come on, man. You just, you just made that up. <laughs> I wasn't even reading the email. I'm like, nobody says that. <laughs> I was trying to see if you were paying attention. If you were I was supposed to pay attention, yeah. All right, she put... I just finished listening to episode 10 instant reaction and I have an observation to offer. I do not think that Bernard shuts off the virtual reality display in Jules' helmet. Rather, I think he's hurrying off to contact the IT chief nearby in nearby silos so they can shut down their cameras before <laughs> Jules can see, be seen walking around outside by her silo dwelling neighbors. I suspect that the VR reality scene playing in Jules' helmet simply runs out as she reaches the rise or the berm, as Scott said. There is really no need for the VR imagery to have been designed to go any further than that, as historically everyone who goes out dies before they get that far. The other possibility is that the VR imagery is transmitted from the silo to the helmet display, and when Jules gets beyond the range of the signal being sent from silo 18, 
The VR display blips out, allowing her to visualize what actually exists. I cannot hmm. think of any reason Bernard would intentionally disable the VR, knowing it would help Jules and, as he sees it, further endanger the safety of the silo. Thank so this you. is interesting. Oh, sorry. No, I was, I was just going to say, that, like, I think it's probably very likely that he was going to call a boss or call other silos. It, it would make a lot of sense. My justification for him shutting it off, if he does shut it off, is so that Juliet sees... Oh, you just, you, you want to debate me on this one. It's just so Juliet sees that it really is bad outside and that what she thought was the truth was the lie. Therefore, instead of potentially sending everybody else to their death in the silo by them wanting to go outside, come clean the sensor. Maybe. Feels kind of like a stretch. I think it's more likely that he's calling his boss. But well, I, I find it hard to believe that she just went out of range. I'm imagining Bernard's boss or whoever he contacts reacting like Michael Sarah. <laughs> In the Jonah's Awful episode. Yeah. <laughs> Just freaking out. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just freaking out. Completely. What happened? Hey, wait, you're not supposed to be in here. <laughs> Just eating ramen, spilling oh all the ramen all over himself. Gosh. Um, thank you, Tammy. And thank you for joining us for Foundation. She said, looking forward to the deep dive and I'll be joining you for Foundation. Thank you, Tammy. Wonderful. Let's go to the next email from Rox. Supply team wasn't aware of the heat tape problem. Martha had the theory that there's something wrong with the tape in IT. That's why they made such a big deal about Juliet stealing it. I agree with you there. Mm -hmm. they, want, they don't want people to have a chance to inspect it and find out the truth. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Another one for the sealing of the gas theory, seems. Yeah. I'm okay. It. We got a follow-up from Bruce, who's... Uh, I got... He, he gets the Discord role for a deep diver, for sure. Gentlemen. What a fantastic finale. I must say my wife figured out the improved tape when they showed the people walking up the stairs with the rolls. Here's my take. Here's my take. Years ago, Juliet in Mechanical borrows heat tape from IT and she realizes that it is substandard. She tells Martha. Martha makes a better tape. Fast forward to today when Martha somehow realized that she needs to swap in her better, parentheses, non-porous tape for the tape they normally use to seal the suits. Equipped in a suit which is properly sealed, Juliet is able to venture farther than any previous cleaner. It did appear to my wife and I that there were multiple bodies piled by the tree. Mm -hmm. This is a funny next line. If that skyline is New York City, then all these silos are in New Jersey, which, being a Jersey native, makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> There's an outstanding question of whether Bernard has a boss, someone who rules over all the silo IT directors. If so... Is there any communication? In season two, Juliet can walk over to another silo. It may be empty. All the inhabitants died years ago. So then she can explore, maybe find computers or hard drives that can explain the origin of the silos, or find the tunnel at the bottom and walk to another silo. If the silo she walked to is inhabited, then she will blow their minds. But as I think Zach indicated, each silo has probably developed a different way, and so each one is different. My wife originally thought that the white smoke in the airlock was a disinfectant. Now she's not so sure. We agree with you that Bernard's smashing of the hard drive was a sham. He knew how to hit it so that the disc inside would not be damaged. It actually looked like a CD or DVD when he held it up. He probably has a disc player. When the display and the visor changes, we originally thought it was because she was out of range. Rewinding and rewatching shows, Bernard going into the server room right before it changes. We now think he turned her visor display off. Lastly, is Bernard able to communicate with other silos? Hey, 
just a heads up, one of our cleaners may be wandering over in your direction. <laughs> That's all we have. On to foundation, which we thought was great on first watch. Take care, Bruce. Bruce, glad to hear that you're joining us on foundation. I think you're going to love it just seeing how you are. Um, mm-hmm. Agree on pretty much everything here aside from I've been converted. I, do, I don't think Bernard turned off her visor at this point. I just don't. I'm going to rewatch that part of the episode and see how I feel about it later. It's just so specifically cut to make it look like he is, but maybe it's both. Maybe it could be that he went to talk to his people and then he was like, damn it. Now she's our only hope of surviving whatever the repercussion of this is, Mm -hmm. you know? Bernard does say there's, you know, there's several things we got to pay attention here with Bernard. Before she goes out to clean, I think he does say some truths. He says, I think about quitting every day. Yeah. Is that a line saying that he's thinking, he thinks of killing himself every day? The only way to quit his job is to die, in my opinion. Probably. I mean, you know too much. Right? Yeah. Like, I imagine you'd be living on the ground. There's not really that many places to run to, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that is the way out. You die. It doesn't seem too far-fetched for me that there would be somebody in the silo who's there for that exact purpose of if the IT director goes AWOL, mm-hmm. that they get ended immediately, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, not... Well, I guess I am technically defending my initial opinion of him turning off the display in the helmet. You know, Bernard does seem to uh, like Juliet a little bit more. Like she grows on him a little bit towards the end. So like maybe there's just like, well, okay, you're out there, whatever. Helping a little bit somehow. Bernard, Lucas, Juliet, love triangle? I'm just kidding. No, I wasn't. I mean... I don't know what your definition of plot fuck twist up could be. Yeah. Plot twist. <laughs> by, by the way, we had an emailer who agreed with me on that. There's plenty know. of ways. Hookup is interchangeable. I mean, it could go as far as, as doing the deed. Yeah, but the thing is, I think we made that bet after they kissed. No, we didn't. Well, regardless, I still don't I still don't think that would be the definition I would use of hookup. Listen. Anyways, next email from Brazil, Gustavo. Holston is dead. Juliet puts his medal on his dead body that she realizes beyond the hologram. Congrats for the pod. Look, I think Holston's dead too. I just hope he's not. I like them. (laughs) I like them. I like Holston. I like Allison. They're great. Yeah. Okay, next email. Great season one podcast from Claudio. For me, the real villains of the silos are the founders. Agreed. World outside is deadly, so no need to create a 1984-like society to keep it alive. Punishing curious and creative people is the worst rule ever. Agreed. This is why we were talking about Bernard. Although we can understand his motives, is definitely mm-hmm. not a morally upstanding individual. Yeah. They are the ones that fix and improve the lives of the whole society. If someone wants to go outside, let them go without suits and let everyone else watch them die immediately. Cleaners should be allowed to come back. I agree with this. I like they should be treating cleaners like astronauts. That's my opinion. They're going out to see, like, dude, do we want to live in this damn silo for the rest of eternity? Like, I know they say mm-hmm. all we know is that today is not the day. You know, well, why don't we send some people out there who are volunteering to go die because they want to know? Like, why not use George Wilkins' curiosity for the benefit of the silo? Other than whatever, whoever Bernard's bosses are, will not allow that to occur, you know? 
Yeah, well, I, I know you want to send little Johnny out to go clean, so. Which one is Johnny? I don't know. You just. I invented with, just with a random person. You invented a random character yeah. uh, yesterday. Uh, he continues on to say, thank you for the companionship and see you guys next season. Thank you, Claudio, and thank you for all the emails. Anything to add to Claudio, Zach, or shall I continue? No, I mean, I think, uh, I like the point that the evil people are, are the founders. I don't know what has put us here. I still think it's some sort of like nuclear fallout. Yeah. Yep. Next email from Micah. Hey guys, first time, long time. Just wanted to share a theory I had regarding that damn heat tape. So after Walk meets her ex, they discuss the heat tape where Walk has the epiphany that the tape from upstairs serves a different purpose than the tape below. They have a conversation along the lines of why do they care so much about their heat tape? I agree with this. That whole conversation, it took me a little bit to understand the epiphany she has when she's talking to Shirley, actually. Remember that, Mm -hmm. Zach, in the workshop? Yeah. Yeah. Because she mentions, we all had a choice. And then she, everyone's kind of convinced that this whole thing has to do with the heat tape that she stole mm-hmm. back in the day and how Shirley had pretty much egged her on to do it, right? Yeah. So that that was interesting to me. And I think it was a leap of faith on Walker's part to just assume, you know, that the tape yeah. was all to do with that. I was going to say, well, what do you have to lose? But I forgot she was afraid to uh, go outside of her apartment. Yeah. She then continues, okay, when Bernard and Sims are watching her outside, Bernard says she'll be done before she reaches the tree. My theory is that there's some sort of kill device built into the suit that activates when the sensors are detected in an area near the tree. Another theory could be that Walk uses her supply connection, her X, to switch out the sensor tape for heat tape. Since there are no sensors, that kill switch does not activate. Let me know what you guys think. I think it's impossible for Walker to know exactly how much is, goes on in this process. So I mm-hmm. think it's pretty much as simple as the IT heat tape is garbage and meant to be porous. Mm-hmm. And the heat tape that she makes is meant to be well-designed. Zach? Yeah. No, I, I think you're 100% correct. I completely agree. I don't, I don't think there's anything much beyond that. I just, I think it's bad heat tape. It's, it's, it's intentionally bad up top, it would be my guess. Agreed. <clears throat> Next email from Lisa in Kentucky. Thanks for the read on your podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to respond. No problem, Lisa. Yes, Love Foundation. My plan was to start on the, those episodes of your podcast after Silo, gearing up for season two. Excellent plan, Lisa. And everyone else should join you in catching up on season one of Silo, I mean, of Foundation, and getting ready for season two. All right, <laughs> Zach. Okay. Lisa goes on to say, I was on your side, Mario, against the VR. Oh, damn it. No. Damn it. <laughs> against the VR theory. <laughs> Seems you like you're going to have a win here for a moment. Premature, you're like, yeah, someone's on my side. Premature celebration. <laughs> premature celebration. Seemed like a wasted effort for a clean screen. But now that we know we are wrong, <laughs> I've been thinking maybe the effort is to keep your troublemaker outside long enough to drop dead. If they saw the truth, they might make a run back into the door and bring in toxins. Has to be a one-way door. Keep them happy walking away. Drop dead. Scare everybody else. Problem solved. Um, okay. Question. Will the biblical themes end with the final episode? Looks unlikely at the moment. Juliet with Eve. Okay, if you haven't listened prior, I mean, one of the first episodes, they mentioned that the freedom to the silo during the rebellion came in the sixth hour of the sixth minute of the sixth hour. I don't know, something like that. Sixth <laughs> sixth day of the sixth hour in the sixth minute. Sixth minute of the sixth hour of the sixth day. Something like that. There you go. Like that. That, that sounds more like it. So, we were talking about like how that's kind of pointing to the fact that 
it's based on a lie, you know, that if it's 66 refers to the devil and lies and goes on. But all right, continue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm holding out hope she can walk, keep walking to safety, but I'm afraid the theme is tragedy. Juliet being named after the play written by that rebel, in quotes, Shakespeare. Her star-crossed lover, George, already deceased of suicide. Oh, this is a good point. And her hmm. potential star chaser, Lucas, off to the mines. George was influenced by his aunt Gloria, but we haven't got to meet his mother, Anne. Anne also worked with Hannah on the magnifier. I think she will be significant. We also know Juliet has more family, yet never saw them, do we? I don't think this story adds fluffy details without purpose. Who are they? Can you guys collect unanswered questions on your site? I've been trying to think of everything I want to know. And then she lists a bunch of unanswered questions from the season, which would be a cool forum to have, like, of all the things to keep track of. I mean, that's something we can figure out how to create, um, yeah. maybe like a forum for, for all of you all. Mm-hmm. Um, Bernard mentions that Juliet was a mistake since conception. Is that, the, is that because of her mother's curiosity was already identified or was there a recognized heart defect in her family tree that later affected her brother? That's an interesting point. Then do you want me to list off the questions, Zach, or continue? Let's list them off. Why not? Did Bernard, I'm just going to list off the questions of all the unanswered questions we have. Did mm-hmm. Bernard turn off Juliet's false view or did she get out of range? Did Bernard look distressed as what he saw when he opened the doors to the servers? Does he know about George's door? What is the single goal of Robert, Sims, and Camille? Their child. Their child? Are Patrick and the, gin- <laughs> all right, and the ginger IT guy doomed to the mines? <laughs> they were definitely identified. Do all silos function in the same way? i.e. Freedom Day, kill enemies with bad heat tape. Where the heck are the mines? Question mark. That's a damn good question. <laughs> I want to know. Do the silos work together with some form of trade? One produce. This is an early theory Zach had, yeah. one, but more like in the sense of like, you know, imagine if Amazon in the future just has silos where everyone <laughs> just produces all the stuff. Anyways, uh, one produces textiles, one medicine, one coffee, one sugar, cheese. If things are really self-contained, they have great supply for 10,000 people for 140 years. Is Jane Carmody the first cleaning or was the video v- VR video created for her? What page did Deputy Billings keep? Keep up the good work. Thank you, Lisa. And I do think there are a lot of unanswered questions and some of them crossed with mine. Mm-hmm. Zach, there are. please, thoughts. I wanted to address the, is the Jane Carmody the first cleaning? No, I do not believe it was the first cleaning, nor do I believe the VR video was created for her. Uh, I just think that happens to be one that we have a recording of um, this. Like, like I mentioned, it, it's less like a little video that plays back. It feels more of like a, you know, map that you're able to move around and these things take place in different areas, right? Like if you put on a, uh, a VR headset or AR headset, you can move around and see different things, but they're mapped in areas. I feel like that was already in place before uh, anybody here went outside. Yes, agreed. Next email from Josh. Hey guys, I love the season finale and can't wait to hear the Deep Dive podcast. Thank you. I had previously submitted a theory about Judge Meadows being Paul Billings' mother, which as we saw, turned out to be a terrible theory. Do, is it? Is it? Do we, have we gotten confirmation on that yet? I don't think we've had anything that hints to uh, her being his mother. Okay, hold that hope. Oh, well, okay. We have a wild theory on this one. I remember this email. Nonetheless, I wanted to share a theory which hasn't been discussed yet and that has been bothering me since episode six, parentheses, The Relic. That was the title, yes. 
Around four minutes and 30 seconds into the episode, as Juliet and Billings are breaking into Douglas Trumbull's apartment, there is what seems to be a purposeful shot of a picture of what appears to be Trumbull and an unnamed man. See a screenshot below. I think that this person, parentheses, relic, <laughs> relic man, is Trumbull's father, and <laughs> is Trumbull's father, and potentially the man that Bernard reports to for the following two reasons. So far, there have been. This, sorry, guys, I'm laughing because Zach showed me a, a show he used to watch as uh, as a child. <laughs> and Relic Man <laughs> reminded me. <of> it. <laughs> sorry, I'm gonna continue. <sighs> sorry. So far, there have been two scenes where we have seen known characters with unknown characters. The first being this scene from Trumbull's apartment, and the other being Martha and her ex-wife, who we found out works in supply. We found out who Martha's ex-wife is, but we have yet to know who Relic Man is. Second, if Relic Man is Trumbull's father, it could explain why Sims pushed Trumbull over the ledge. Killing Trumbull would eliminate a potential barrier to Sims and his wife's plan to gain more power and influence in the silo. Trumbull is a natural candidate to be Bernard's shadow, and eliminating him would better Sims' chances of taking that position. Let me know what you guys think. P.S. I started checking out your other shows and have enjoyed your Black Mirror coverage. Keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Josh, this is by far one of the more interesting theories we've had. It does seem like, all right, there's not many people just like lined up to be Sims in the silo. So Trumbull may have a deeper connection. Could his father be the D-bag who storms uh, Juliet's apartment when she's a child? You know, it would be around the same age, right? Trumbull looks mm. like he's about the same age as Juliet. Could be maybe yeah. that was his dad. You know, I feel like this is a, like the giver type of thing or, you know, or like the silo where, you know, who your dad or your mother was or what they did. That's kind of what you do. It's kind of like a caste system in a way. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the way I see it. Zach? It's interesting. I, I don't know. I don't think that we would have had such like a, a hidden Easter egg. Like, I, I feel like this is probably just one of those things where it, it really is just a photo of him and his dad. I don't, think I've seen anything else in the show that kind of hints towards him being, you know, in charge of anything. Though I do think, I mean, his dad could have been somebody else that works for judicial. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Next email from Becky. Hey guys, been enjoying the podcast all season. My big question after the end of this episode is where are the rest of the bodies? <clears throat> we know Allison wasn't the first to go out to clean. So why aren't those other bodies or some kind of remains still there? At least going by the cafeteria screen, Allison and Holston's suit slash bodies look pretty much intact. And my guess is, when Juliet stumbled, she put the sheriff badge down because she felt what she thought was a body. So presumably, there's at least one body there in real life. Plus, according to Bernard, no one makes it even as far as the tree. So there should be a bunch of other bodies there, right? Also, man, that would explain all the stumbling going on about there. Right? Yeah, it could. Yeah, maybe she's like tripping on bones or pieces of a suit, right? Like I could see that being a possibility. Again, though, I do want to say people could also just walk in all directions. Like look, I would go back, go back and look at the first episode that you do see other bodies in other places other than just the tree. And I mean, 140 years. Yeah, that's a long time. I don't think a body's gone out every year. We don't know how long it's been between cleanings. It could you keep, have been you keep five years. It could have been 10. You keep mentioning that scene. I don't remember that scene with the multiple bodies. 
There, there's a little there. It's not like a specific scene where you're just like punched into a body and you're like pulling away and it's like, oh, that's where it is. But you can just see it in the uh, in the screens uh, in in some of the scenes that we do have. It's it's there in the background. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Becky. Next email from Thomas. All right. Thomas agrees that he doesn't think Bernard turned off her display. She just got too far away from the silo and the loop that included green grass and birds outside no longer worked as far. You can see the video feed slowly breaking down as she gets farther. The room Bernard entered with the 18 key is new to us. And since the key was, was flashing in an earlier episode, and now we know there are multiple silos, the room he entered may have been a communication room to the other, to the other silos where Bernard may be planning to warn them that Juliet is heading their way. <laughs> in line with some of the others. Yeah, we've heard we've heard this quite a bit at this point. I, I do think he probably did call somebody. Whether he shut that off or not, I don't know. He could have done both. I like I like your idea of him doing both. It means I wouldn't be wrong. Hmm. Okay, we got an interesting theory from Damon. What up though? I have a couple theories. Stick with me here. Gets a little long. First, I believe that there is another department that has not been talked about but has to exist, which is manufacturing. They have to move making things. No way a lot of these things they use are from 150 to 200 years old. Remember old boy paints walls? No way they are storing 200 year old paint. They're making it. So I believe that manufacturing is making the heat tape, then giving it to supply to distribute it as needed. This is true. Like a department that has a little bit more knowledge, right? Hmm. I believe they make two kinds of heat tape, one for cleaning and one for mechanical. Well, I think we know the one in mechanical is made by Martha. Yeah. Cleaning heat tape is just good enough to last about 10 minutes, just long enough to clean and walk the hill. Mechanical heat tape is the best because it has to be or everything else would break down. Manufacturing may not have had the mechanical heat tape available when Juliet needed it, so she stole the crappy one thinking it was the same. That's how mechanical knows that it's crap. I don't think that they would make it at all. Walker did, it, did take the good t- heat tape to her girl. Okay, I don't think Damon realized that Martha made the tape. I think he's missing that, that part. Martha made that tape, Damon. That w- that's what the show uh, says, literally, that her heat tape is better than the stuff in supply. Carla yeah. says it. Everyone pretty much says it in the episode. I think even earlier in the episode, which goes, I think for ev- all the audience listeners out there, the show doesn't put anything in there that is not important. At least based on season one, I think that's safe to say. Juliet mentions when she's talking about... Um, the fact that she stole a shitty box of heat tape. like the, She literally calls the quality of the heat tape she stole crappy. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. So back then, they were waving it right in front of our face of how important this heat tape was, like since from episode one, you know? Yeah. Anyways, continuing. The other theory is that I do think there is a body there. When she fell, I think she actually tripped over the body. The way she looks like she hit something she did not see. Okay, agree. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. I look forward to season two of Foundation now that I have found you guys. I needed a good foundation after Breakdown Pod. Now I have one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you for listening and thank you for the email. Thank you. And yeah, I, I think I, I agree with the tripping of your body. It, it, it is very likely probably a bit decomposed or something at this point. Yep. Next email. Okay. Wow. Awesome ending. This is from Erica. Number one, I have a theory that the decompression error is actually done to ensure they die in front of the screen and is a gassy poison. Team gassy poison. Yep. I will agree with that, by the way. Like, I, I do not disagree that Damn. they're getting poisoned. Zach, I need a wager I can win here, pal. <laughs> we'll get there soon. We'll have season two in a year. That's what the tape helped keep out, especially when Holson tried to take his helmet off after gasping for air. People online don't like this theory, but what if the outside is breathable now? Either way, fun to consider. 
Two, where the heck are all the bodies? Okay, we're here again with the bodies thing. Is this mm-hmm. the only silo sending people out to clean? We can see most of the other silos have the same hatch and sensor system, but we don't see any other bodies. Agreed. I think I made out Hallison and Holson from the drone shots, but I don't see any other bodies at the other silos. Number three, how is that tree alive outside silo 18 if the air is so bad? Maybe I'm missing something, but based off the logic learned from the hit mockumentary, Wally, <laughs> plants <laughs> equal oxygen. In that case, I refer Beach to point number one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I don't do know think? how that tree's alive, but I, I think, you know, there, there are certain... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, there's certain plants out there that can exist in, like, the most harsh conditions. Yes. You know? So, okay. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not certain that this was a nuclear apocalypse because here's my thought process of why I'm not sure this is a nuclear apocalypse. And I think I mentioned this on the deep dive. Who paid for all that land right outside of a major city? And how were you able to get the silos ready in time for the nuclear missile? You know, I'm just saying that's very prime real estate right outside that city. It is. It is. But you, you don't think it's a social experiment, do you? Man, I hope not. <laughs> I just think the social experiment thing is so lame. Like, like we end this whole show and it's just a bunch of lab suit guys at Stanford saying, look at this one. She left. You know, it's like a zoom out and like oh, these yeah. people are all like lab rats, you know, in the silos and this is just mm-hmm. a giant social experiment and everyone else lives in the sky. I don't know. I just, yeah. I hate the thought of this. I hate the thought yeah. of that. It just, that's why sci-fi is so hard to land, you know? Well, it's interesting. Um, I mean, yes, plants plants do equal oxygen, but if this were based off of, you know, like a nuclear event and there's a massive amount of radiation out there, I think plants can survive radiation, mm. right? So trees, plants, they, I mean, they could still be out there. Mm. But I don't know why it's such a like desert wasteland outside of this one tree. Yeah. Next email from Michelle. Hi, guys. I'm driving to Home Depot, listening to your podcast, and it dawned on me. The cleaners are the canary in the coal mine. Bernard shows Jules that the fact, that fact, and she realizes once the oxygen runs out in her suit, her time is up. For me, it has always been about why show this display. Ooh, I have a a thought, actually. Um, What is the purpose of the cleaning? If everyone were curious, humanity could not survive. I think the Bernards have to continue the cycle. Repeating by maybe planting relics. Interesting theory. Like the hard drive. All the other questions are distractions to me. I will be stunned if I'm wrong. Good confidence, Michelle. Thanks for the recaps. Uh, Canary in the coal mine. So she thinks that Bernard is using the relics and things like that to send people outside to see if everything's good out there. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like people would decide that on their own like they're every now and then somebody's going to be asking the question and you know if they're really not maybe you just pull a move like uh like you did with juliet did uh did you say you wanted to go outside if you're wondering what the canary in the coal mine thing is though it's it's to sense carbon monoxide yeah you send a canary in the coal mine in order to see if there's anything that could harm humans so using the cleaners as those canaries to see if it's safe to go outside because bernard does say right before they leave the one thing that we do know is that that day is not today. They don't know who made the silos. They don't know why they're there or, you know, or why they built them. You know, it's, a, it's very interesting, right? Yeah. My question is this. 
they're not really given an oxygen tank to leave that silo. What is that backpack? Is that what I thought, we're I thought to the backpack was like an oxygen tank or like a small tank or something. It must be very limited. Why would they give them a lot of oxygen? It's a good it question. It would be wasteful. It would be very wasteful, especially if up until this point, everybody's died before they made it to the hill. So they probably are not giving them more than like an hour's worth of oxygen. So my thought process is she's got a, something miraculous has, has to happen for Juliet for her to survive. Yeah, it's got to be a very uh, entertaining first episode of season two, huh? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I think it'll just pick up immediately from her walking. Okay, email from Rodrigo. Hey guys, I love your podcast and how you give out all the info. I found you through YouTube and I had to watch and had to watch all your deep dives and it made sh- and I made sure to share it with a couple and it made me share it with you a couple of thoughts for the last deep dive episode that came to my mind while watching your instant reaction. I hope you mention something about them or take them into Okay, we are mentioning them, so. Yeah. <laughs> and every, your, here's your shout out. Um, and we appreciate this email, man. We love these. In a previous deep dive, you pointed out how big the silo's width is, especially when looking at the crop fields. This could interfere with the proximity of each silo we saw in the last scene. Their widths look like just the staircases. Makes me think that it was just another illusion for the public. I also wonder what's the purpose of the silo and the role of the mines. If you're digging sideways, eventually you would run into another silo's mine. This is true. Mm-hmm. And besides, what's the point of extracting more minerals? If the silo was meant for survival, you would be a self-contained society and recycling would be your main focus. My thought process with the mines is it's more of like a jail system than anything. It's more about being it's a jail. punishment. Yeah. It's punishment. But at the same time, what are you mining or what rocks are you breaking, right? He said iron. Okay, well, that's true. I forgot about that. Anyways, uh, he says, if the silo's meant for survival, you would be a self-contained society and recycling would be your main focus. Recycling oxygen. Maybe get some minerals to keep filtering your oxygen, but they would be doomed when the mineral ore is depleted. I know they don't get coal since they mentioned the vapor that powers the generator comes from who knows below. It comes from steam, according to uh, what we know. Mm -hmm. You did a great job pointing out that the birds always look the same while watching the footage from the visor on previous episodes. He's referring to me there. Uh, we really need that oh, yeah, hologram. Okay. Te- <laughs> we really need that hologram technology. However, something very important: if the projection is meant only for the person that is going out to clean, why did everyone have a small preview when the generator went off? Okay, so he's talking about the glitch that occurs when the green screen pops up. Yeah. Somebody messaged today saying that the author Hugh Howey hated that scene because it actually serves no purpose. That mm. it literally is no purpose. That's what he said, but I don't know. Anyways, he put you wouldn't be transmitting that feed unless someone is coming out. I believe that Mayor Bernard switched to another projection for Juliet and us to see at the end. I'm so sorry we didn't get to see the big metal door. Juliet should have run down to see what was down there, but no, we need material for the second season. And there are many questions in the air. Looking forward to the next season and more of your deep dives. We'll continue with Foundation. Have a great one and looking forward to more content from you guys. Thank you, Rodrigo. I, I have thought about that once. What if the display did not shut off uh, in Juliet's helmet. But what if it did switch to something completely different, a different mm-hmm. lie to make you come back or do something else? Okay, we got a double email here from Mike. Uh, Mike is a voracious book reader too. So, But he has one for Silo and then another for Foundation. Hmm. I feel like we shouldn't share the Foundation one here, but it is a great email about Foundation, I got to say. Anyways, um, Mario Zach, still loving the pod. It's a fantastic companion to the show. Um, 
I'm really enjoy. Oh no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. My bad. My bad. Okay, that was an old email. Yeah, it's an old email. Uh, the new one. Should I read the foundation one here? Because it's all about foundation. I don't think so. Let's save it for a foundation mailbag. Okay, he actually does say a couple of things about Silo at the end. Um, and thank you, by the way. You mentioned, he says, I've rated you guys. Uh, let me just read the beginning of it. He says, thanks for writing back. I think it's very cool that you two are engaging this actively with your audience. Never had a conversation with someone on a podcast or any other media for that matter that I listen to. Show stuff. As soon as I read your second bullet, I did a facepalm and said I should have realized that. Oh, uh, because we included the binary, the binary uh, explanation, binary mm-hmm. counting. And then also, thank you, Mike. He said, I've rated you guys five stars multiple times on Apple Podcast, and I've recommended you to a friend of mine who introduced me to the books in the first place. I'll let you know if he picks it up. Thank you for all that. And thank you for being so enthusiastic about the foundation email. I loved everything you put in here. This is the emailer. Mike is the emailer who um, told me about all the differences between the books and, and there. But there's no spoilers. He doesn't give any spoilers. <laughs> he does call us out on uh, the different difference between AI and robots, though. Okay. okay I'm going to have to read that then. Up until Silo now. Keep up the great analysis. I was thrilled how, with how close you and Zach got on Silo. You correctly predicted that, bo- that the suit both kill the wearer via the heat tape being such garbage that it lets the toxic environment in not long after they walk out of the airlock. And Zach was dead on with the helmet being an AR display. Also, that there are multiple silos. I'm really impressed. Thank you. You know, we got a review out there who said we're wrong about all of our theories. And I got to say, I don't know what show they're listening to because... I don't know. You know, between the two of us, we got most of the stuff down, you know, we, we <laughs> predicted almost everything. I agree. I, I mean, we, we're right on a lot of things here, which I'm very happy about. So, maybe they were just listening to some other show and thought it was us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. We even got a source here of a, a robotics HT, uh, thing from Auburn University, which is awesome. awesome. Uh, and they put, loving the show. Every time I hear a new episode, Mike from Mike, the book reader. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Please keep these coming. And we are going to mention your email on the foundation episode, on one of the foundation episodes we release this week. Okay. Uh, I just want to give a quick thanks to a couple of uh, listeners out there. First, Dean from New Zealand. Thank you for the contribution you donated all the way from New Zealand. Thank you, Dean. We appreciate that so much. Like I said, you guys do not have to contribute to the show. It's greatly appreciated. As you know, we are an independently owned podcast network and we have a vision for where we'd love to see this network go. And anything you give is is truly just, you know, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts and, you know, mm-hmm. we're glad that we are creating content that is entertaining you all and bringing some, some, uh, some happiness out there into the world. And, uh, you're paying it forward. Yeah. Thank you. Another thank you to Carmel from Australia. Thank you. Thank you so much for the contribution. We appreciate it so much. Um, she says, just wanted to flick you an email and say, I love your silo show. I stumbled across silo a couple weeks and binged it within a weekend. So glad I found your show to listen to your wonderful theories and recaps. I love it. Love your work. And thank you for the donation. That was incredibly generous of you. Thank you so much. next episode. Okay, we got one from, I don't know this person's name, but Mildest Perrin. Uh, they actually wanted us, they want us to do, when talking about high budget Apple TV shows, don't skip For All Mankind. In my mind, it's the single <laughs> best show on any network since it debuted. Thank you again for bringing joy these past few weeks. Oh, they also love that we don't watch screeners. What 
they mean by that is some podcasters out there, for example, when you go and listen to Foundation Season 2, you'll mm-hmm. see if Apple continues it, they did have an Apple um, an Apple sponsored podcast, which we would love to outrank just to, to make a statement. That would, that would be, awesome. be awesome. And we love Apple. It's not that we don't. I mean, we're supporting their shows by doing these podcasts. It's free marketing for them. They yep. don't they don't pay us. But maybe they should. Uh anyways. Uh, <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Actually, but not really. But um this emailer puts pretty much that we don't watch screeners. And it's true because it's authentic. People who get paid by Apple and some other places, they ask for screeners to watch the episodes in advance. Mm. What we do is we're getting the episode with you all out there. So we're not <laughs> watching it in advance. Apple will record their email their podcasts and uh, they'll drop them before the show even premieres. That's crazy. Yeah, no, we definitely do not do that. We watch it live with you for the most part. And I mean, man, it, it is a race to try and get some content out there as quickly as we can. But I think we've been doing a great job at it. As a famous newscaster once said, we'll do it live. <laughs> okay. uh, I think you forgot all, look, an expletive there, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for all mankind, look, man. <laughs> I'd love to go in on For All Mankind. Uh, I loved it. First two seasons are awesome. The first episode is awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, it's just these those two damn storylines <laughs> that they interject into For All Mankind is enough to make me. <sighs> nah, let me just stop. Let me just stop. It's really yeah, just... if, if if you watch a show, you'll you'll probably pick up on what we're talking about. But again, I do want to like it is a good show. I don't want to do spoilers. I don't want to do spoilers. It's just this a couple things that just infuriated me as a fan and whatever. Yeah. Next email from Noah. Hi, big fan of Silo. More re- and more recently, your podcast on it. Thank you, Noah. I don't think Juliet was able to link all the screens in the Silo. I think it was routed only to those in janitorial. If all the screens in the Silo had shown that. And soon after the sheriff is being led in handcuffs up the central staircase, wouldn't there have been a massive reaction in this silo? Well, I got to say, there were a lot of people standing outside for this uh, walk, you know? Yeah. I'm not sure if you talked about this already, but I wonder if the rebellion is staged and occurred in every silo. This would give janitorial the excuse they need to destroy all relics from the before time to prevent citizens of the silo from being inspired slash amazed by what they see in the relics, such as the travel guidebook and trying to open the door to the surface. This idea holds true, especially now that the surface appears to be uninhabitable. What do you think? Thank you. Thank you, Noah, for the email. Can I go first here? Yeah, please. Go for it. It would be very difficult for all of those silos we saw outside to coordinate if they didn't all plan the exact same event. Yes. The same shared history. Yeah. I think the founders are the founders of all the silos. And this is a very elaborate system to make sure you know engineered for the survival of mankind mm-hmm. knowing that this new generation of people would not pretty much taking the bernard sense not sharing the optimism that these people could ha- handle the, handle the truth as jack nicholson yeah famously said thoughts zach you know i think it's it would be very difficult, right? I think this is kind of what you were getting at, to have all of these different, there's tons of silos here. To have them all have the same types of things going on, to have that same shared understanding, at least at the very top level, like the Bernard level. There's so many different events that I imagine could happen. Like, because there's they're isolated. Whatever happens in this silo 18 happens in silo 18 and nobody else knows about it. It kind of makes me wonder, right? Like, instead of maybe 
all of the silos being unique, right? Like there's a door down below, right? There's a door somewhere. What if all of the silos are actually interconnected? What if they are all connected to each other? But this revolution that happened a long time ago happened in this one silo. And as a result, they locked this one silo down. So maybe every other silo is, is like, it's this massive community. That would be but very But silo 18 is not. That would be, it would be very interesting. Yeah. Next email <clears throat> from Peter. Another email from Peter. Um, I don't really see why the fake footage is viewed as a mortal threat. It seems the easy answer is if we send someone outside and they see what it's really like, they may not clean. We need to give them some hope so that they will clean for the benefit of the rest of us. They may not get others to clean in the future, but at least it will provide an explanation to everyone else. Plus, if they are desperate for a cleaner, they can give them good tape. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is true. You could just give them the good tape, right? Yeah. Maybe Bernard doesn't know this good tape exists. Maybe. I mean, that's, it is a possibility. You know, as, as far as like why the footage could be viewed as a mortal threat, the thing that I think Bernard wants to do is avoid people asking questions. I don't think he wants anybody to question. Like we, we've said, uh, said this from, I think like what, episode one, episode two, that the silos breeding sheeple, they, they want sheep, right? They, they don't want independent thinkers that want to know what the truth is, right? So that's why I think that that would be a, a mortal threat to the silo. And Zach, last email from Claudio. Thank you, Claudio, for this. He actually, I mentioned how swaggy Bernard's uh, mayor bling mm -hmm. looked and he sent oh, yeah. some pictures of mayors from great britain and canada and very eerily similar uh the chain that bernard has draped around his shoulders it looks just like that hmm? it is How about them it, apples it is very similar yeah. which you know for a moment i was like is this like not in georgia but it's it's got it's got to be georgia i can't change my mind on that yeah. cannot change my mind Zach, that is all of our emails today. Ladies and gentlemen, we told you this was going to be a long episode. Uh, we went through every single one of them. We appreciate you taking the time to write us such heartfelt, thoughtful emails. And we wanted to also do the same in taking our time to go through each one of them. And uh, hopefully uh, you enjoyed it. It was well-paced. Um, and we, you know, we'll think about these episodes. Let us know what you think about these mailbag episodes. But we wanted to make sure as... To go out with a bang, go out like Juliet, you know, not clean the sensor. You know, yeah. we wanted to look at all the emails, leave that sensor nice and nice and dirty for the next cleaner. That's what our mailbag is going to be. It's going to be an unclean sensor by the time we get to season two. And it's just going to be, <laughs> we're going to need a cleaner to go out there and, and do another mailbag episode to clean it up. There's going to be a lot. I can't, I can't imagine how many emails we're going to get when the trailer for season two drops. I need to know uh, when season two is going to drop for this show, which I would assume would be next fall if i had to guess probably yeah if i had to guess let's see anyways thank you all for tuning in uh as always look at the show links in our description visit our website at soapbox.house and make sure to tune into our foundation series that we are continuing on wednesday and that we'll be doing double duty on for the next week including this week next week doing a season two trailer breakdown next week as well and then leading into our new programming schedule, which will include an instant reaction for Foundation Season 2, instant reactions dropping on either Thursday night, depending on where you live and depending on when Apple TV drops the episode, or 
Friday morning, and then our deep dives on Sunday nights, and then some bonus episodes throughout the week, like wrapping up our Black Mirror series, as well as a series we did on Lupin, if you're from France, or Lupin, if you're from the States and didn't know that it was pronounced Lupin, which is a great Mm. uh, show about a gentleman burglar played by Omar Sy, one of the greatest actors in the world. And uh, we think you'll enjoy that too. We're going to be releasing that as a bonus series after our Black Mirror series is done being covered. So, Zach, you're the much more polished outro giver. Give it, sir. Well, thank you for listening to this mailbag episode of Silo by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. You can find us on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network. We've got different playlists over there for the different shows that we've been covering. So be sure to like, subscribe, comment. We love seeing the feedback from you. You can visit our website at soapbox.house. Email us at contact at soapbox.house. And again, there is a link in the description below to sign up for our newsletter. Thank you all for tuning in and thank you for joining us on this silo journey. Stay tuned if we drop any other bonus silo episodes, but till now, this is the official last silo episode for a little bit. It hurts a little bit. Stings. Feel the burn. Yeah, maybe we'll do like a a season two uh, predictions episode or something like that, but a little bit closer to the series. But thank you and stay tuned with the rest of our series out there. And as always, like subscribe follow us leave us a five-star rating if you are so inclined and have a great night out there and a great week happy fourth of july for all of you out in the states and peace out